this is actually kind of a a milestone for us that we're happy to have you a part of. Uh, this week is our 20 year anniversary of being the itch. So (laughs) very fun. Yeah. So crazy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Goes by fast kids. Oh yeah, it does. (laughs) It's really funny too. Cause like something that fury and few on our last, one of our last interviews said resonated well with us. Cause we asked them why they didn't have a basis. And they're like, well, you know, after so many practices, it was just the two of us showing up and it's like it worked out that way. And it's like, that's kind of how it became the three of us. Like there was like five or six, five I think of us, yeah. eight total at some point and just <laughs> a, like a rotating guys. And, you know, the three of us just continued showing up and here we are 20 years later. <laughs> that's amazing. I think it does happen like that. And there's always, you know, it's funny you mentioned about the band. There's always like one that does, yeah. <laughs> that it, it just doesn't fit or doesn't work or there's like. You know, very few people that are, you know, um, like very few bands, I think, have the entire original lineup as they move throughout their albums and stuff. But, um, yeah, it's always there's always one. (laughs) But it's it's happy, happy um, 20 years of being the itch. And you guys have weathered storms. We have weathered the storm of being Eva under fire. And now we've just gotten off the boat. We've weathered the storms together. So. (laughs) literal ones we've been through a lot (laughs) yep exactly now we've weathered literal storms together (laughs) (laughs) we had a pier it was weird yeah it was was, so cool obviously i it it struck me after the boat or the pier (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) right like where was i when all this was happening i would have felt it and i was like you were at the pool I was. I was in the pool with my feet, literally in the pool, sitting there with my little margarita. And then all of a sudden, the pool turned into a wave pool, and I wasn't sure what happened. And I think it was because at that moment, we were like, we just did something bad. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I was still sleeping. I don't don't recall a thing, except for Dan was insistent that he heard it all later on. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I was KO'd. (laughs) It happened around 11 o'clock because I was out on the balcony when we were slamming into the pier because, it, yeah, I just sat there and heard it. And I'm like, this is terrible. I, I got to get outside. Like, I really, to this day, I really wish I'd have recorded it. Yeah. Fender bender. I wasn't a fender bender. It was more of like, scratch. Now, if it was at 11, then I was up. But I still don't have any recollection of hearing the, the, the boat getting keyed by the pier. No, yeah. You, yeah, I think you guys were in your room at the time. We were in the room. I remember feeling it. Yeah, I remember yeah. feeling it because we were we were trying to get um, out on the engine gangplank. Yeah, but, we were yeah. preparing to go down to it, and so yeah, we we narrowly missed. Which that's that's one thing that I wanted to ask you to kind of fill in the gaps. You actually got off the boat briefly. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. Okay, so. Um, Wait, do, do we need to formally start this thing or yeah, what are we, we doing? Uh, what are we doing? We, we, Go ahead. <laughs> formally start. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I have yeah. stories for days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, you're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. What's up? I'm Eva. <laughs> Here's the Crash the Itch podcast again. Yeah, that's right. This week we're scratching the itch uh, to join a conversation in the middle of it. We already started talking about the things that we <laughs> intend to cover in this episode. But we were recording the whole time. I saw the recording up yeah, there. Just, yeah, just yeah, edit yeah. it. It'll, yeah, I, well, we honestly might just I'll we might not even in. splice it. We might just start exactly where we started and let the <laughs> intro happen three minutes in. It's whatever. <laughs> that's awesome. It is what it is. I think we always do that. Yeah. whatever we get together whenever you're a repeat guest we start throwing more and more of the typical rules out the window and just do whatever it makes the most fun next time i'm on here i'm gonna be reminded i'm gonna remind you i'm gonna be like no we can't talk yet you have to start it <laughs> next time you're on here you're gonna do the intro and it'll be go. your show oh, no. and we'll be the guests <laughs> i love yeah. it i love it okay so so picking up where we had left off um <laughs> We were on a ship together and we hit the pier. And so everybody was just staring where they were at at that moment. And I'm going to tell you how we got to that moment. Because my morning, I think we hit the pier around, you said, 11, Casey? Yeah. Some, so somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. My morning started at like 
eight or eight 30 local time. So the, the plan was Rob and myself were going to be part of the stowaways. And so we had rehearsal that day at like two. And then we had um, sound check at like five and then the performance at seven fifteen. So we were thinking, okay, well, I don't want to just not get off boat. We've been out for to see for a day or two at this point, and um, it'd be nice to just kind of put our toes in the sand, right? So I said, well, maybe we'll have a little coffee break on the beach, and then we'll come back to the ship after that. So we got um, onto the the we left. They scanned us as we left, and we went and we walked down the pier, and uh, when we got to like go onto the island it was pandering city like and i've That's been so to Ojo Rios before um and it was not like that last time so uh it, it was like people would like follow you like walk with you toward mm-hmm. margaritaville and like badger you to get in these these taxis so i was not down um and rob and myself were both kind of like this is this is strange this feels different than the last time we were here i said but margaritaville's right here Let's just go in and we'll see what, I mean, that's where I wanted to go for the beach or whatever. So we, we walk in and you had to do like a, um, like buy something from the gift shop or whatever, be a patron. And then you could have full access to the, to the beach. And I, okay. So we buy our little suntan lotion, which we forgot. So it was good thing we stopped. And then we get out and into the Margaritaville with the little beach area. Now that Margaritaville's have a swim up bar and that's what I was looking forward to. I like my little, you know, right there in the sun and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and theirs was down. They did not have one uh, up and running. Theirs was like under construction or something or had to be repainted or worked on. So, um, and then there was this stretch of beach and the beach was like a little bitty teeny beach. (laughs) It was like a little stretch of beach. I was like, cool. Uh, so we didn't really want food and the beach wasn't super amazing and we had to be back early anyway. So we were like, okay, look, we came, we saw, we chose different. Let's get back on the ship. We got free food there. I can go to the pool. And then we were where we were supposed to be for the rehearsal later. So we decided, I mean, we were only probably off boat for maybe 20 minutes. So we come, we turn back around, go to get back on the boat. And the game plank at that point was still active. Like you could still cross and get on and off boat, but the game plank was moving. It was like, like a moving walkway was just shifting across. It was like scraping across the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So you had to like one, two, time it. Roger. Nope. Wow. It was crazy. I was like, wow, is that normal? And then, you know, 15 minutes later, literally, I've got my little feet in the pool, right? Because I already had my swimming suit on. I was planning on going to the beach. So I just walked back up there. We didn't even bother going back to the room. So we just go sit in the pool. And I was, I was, I had my little, uh, my cool little swim- Sunglasses, my little spikies on them, and I have my like your skin dress uh, sunglasses. My- yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> a margarita in hand. I was sitting there, and uh, boom, it was like wave pool, and and we heard. So we heard when we got back on the boat, all of the like code stuff mm-hmm. that they were talking yes. about. They were making announcements and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden they they had canceled services, um, for like the different. You know, like the people that were on the boat with the, the you know, bar service and whatever have you. Um, and then and then we look like five minutes later and all of the, the different people who are working on the ship have their life vests on. And yep. we hadn't been told anything. We were like, um, guys. <laughs> and then yep. they were saying we were leaving. Yep. But there's still people on the shore. Yep. Like, what do you yeah. think we're leaving? We're leaving hours earlier than we needed to we were, or the, than we were scheduled to. And more than half the boat. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. So like where we were, at least I was on the ship and you would think that knowing that the ship hit the pier, that would be the more precarious situation to be in would be on the boat. But I felt better because we were in in the pier, right? It's not like I'm out to sea and I just hit an iceberg or something. It's like, you know, obviously, I mean, if we, yeah. So, but I felt bad for all the people on the shore. They were like, uh... Who knows whether or not they got Wi-Fi notifications that the ship was leaving. Not like they could get back on anyway. The gangplanks had been closed. Yeah, yeah. I watched them send a wild. whole bunch of people away because, like, I was on my balcony when they closed it, and the people were like waiting to get back on the boat, and they're like, "Sorry, it's it's too dangerous. You got to get off the pier." 
And like they said, there probably was maybe 100, 200 people that got pushed back off the pier as waves are crashing over the top of it. It was crazy. Like, I, I don't know why I didn't record it. It was stupid. I, don't, I That's it. Like, I don't think about recording things like that for some stupid reason. Like, I'm not I'm just like in the moment, like, oh, this is insane. Like, oh, I should record it. Like, I don't that's my thought process. <laughs> yeah, no. I think that's a fairly like. I just feel like those of us who have not had screens in our hands our entire lives yes. don't think like that. <laughs> exactly. I agree. That's a good way to put <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you're watching it and you're just like awestruck that it's happening to you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, we were just on a cruise ship that literally hit the pier. Also, honorable mention to the pier. Um, <laughs> there was no like there was no buoys or anything to stop. Like you're supposed to have yeah. like yeah. some sort of barrier. And this, apparently we were the only ones there because there was other boats that were in slips and, uh, and they, they all were fine. There were three other yeah. ships that were there and, um, their peers didn't look like ours. Ours was just raw dog and life. Yeah. And apparently <laughs> it took a, <laughs> took a big bite out of the hull and we were like, oh man, we got to go. A couple of busted yeah. tires. <laughs> yeah. It was wild. I, I will say that like, I, I was I will say I, I was super glad that I was at the pool during that time because like we were just having a good time. Like and all this chaos is going on. We're just like, ah, let's drink. What are we going to do? Like <laughs> Dan was preparing to die. Yes. He was like, if I'm going down, I'm going down happy. And we're yes. like, <laughs> Where's like, the all beer? right, dude, it'll be fine. But but I appreciate your enthusiasm here. Nah. Where's, right. where's, right. where's my yeah, life jacket okay. beer? I was just trying to increase my buoyancy. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so there was the inch doesn't have there problems was, with buoyancy. Well thought out plan. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we strategized to make that. sure we would, yeah, we would have great floating abilities if something happened on this boat. Strategery. Yes. There's major strategery going on. <laughs> oh man, that was that was crazy. I want to continue this. I'm going to pause and give a little context here for people listening, since we literally did just jump into the middle of a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> The itch is continuing our uh, sort of post ship rock slash 20 years, 200 now plus episode celebration by inviting our most frequent guest slash co-host, who now is increasing her tally even more to make sure no one ever catches up. <laughs> <laughs> that is Eva Marie of Eva Under Fire. I think this is appearance seven. Yep. I already have you tentatively penciled in for a couple more sometime later in the year, pending some <laughs> other things going down, but we decided somehow we were able to get you for for a bonus uh early year one to help recap sheeprock and and the artist experience yes and a couple other things that have been recently going on and announced in your band's world so that's what we're going to yeah. cover today uh <laughs> and yeah. with the start of the infamous pier story um <laughs> which for further context we we covered this in in episode 200 um, it's a great thing you guys did come back to the boat after about 20 minutes. Otherwise, your first set of the cruise would not have happened. At all, um, right? So, of all. course, the only problem child that was stuck on the island yeah. was the onesie guy, right? Chris <laughs> the is always the problem guy. child. We love him. But also, seriously, dude, how is it always your problem? Like, he is the problem <laughs> child. He's like, he's the one that skipped the most shows. And by skipped, I mean, he got sick and then he had to fly home for some family emergency thing. And then he got, so we're just like, ah, we'll hold your spot, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, but also, I, I think it's important to mention that um, we kind of came up as a band in our, our first professional experiences were during COVID. So like, you really had to be prepared to just sort of like figure it out. Even more, I think, than in other areas where like touring is always sort of an unexpected world anyway, right? You're on the road. There's a lot of other people and a lot of other shows. Each new day is a new state, a new venue, right? So like there's a lot of fluctuating circumstances anyway, just by virtue of what we do. But then if you also add in the fact that it's during COVID world, yeah, good luck, <laughs> So yeah, right. um, now post COVID world, we are very comfortable with weird circumstances, you know, like we just, so it was, and that was made known to me uh, by that, that whole event. So, so our first show was that evening and uh, we were to go at five o'clock uh, for soundtrack for a seven fifteen performance. And we were, all of us were able to go down there. We had communication with Chris 
that he was relatively safe and but could not get back on the boat. Um, so we just told him we were like, we'll just have him set up your side fill uh, monitor on the stage in case you can come. <laughs> and, and you know, if you interrupt the performance or whatever, we'll just wave and pause and plug right in. That actually in would have been and, awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. If you joined halfway through the set, that would have been so cool. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, go on. Right. So Putting on his so onesie. Right. It was hilarious because he would have you you know him. He would have scurried in there like like running crazy from the Pulling back of the up. venue in his onesie get up with his sparkly <laughs> <Yep>. stupid guitar. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and just plugged in and go, man. But it was it was <laughs> So it ended up being totally fine, but we we ended up did uh, we did tell the um, security we were like, hey, uh, if you see a guy approaching the stage kind of quickly, and he's got like Eva under fire pajamas on. He's supposed yeah. to be on stage, so like if you just let him let in, him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's you know he's us. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's us. <laughs> um, thankfully, he got there five minutes. Before, so yep. we were supposed to go on at seven fifteen. He showed up at seven ten. He got on stage real quick, plugged in, made sure he'd like hit a c- open chord, and uh, it was all on. So that's good. And that yeah. was it. That was all the sound check he got. That, <laughs> See, we that was my favorite. Cut, like one song or whatever, and then we started the show like five minutes later, something like that. Yeah. As someone who's kind of naive to uh, sound check and, and like you know, I guess the whole meaning behind it. How difficult? Can you explain to the difficulties of? what that is like basically him just plugging in and going because i i understand that definitely can be difficult and he pulled it off really well and so i just want to know like from your perspective yeah so so first things first we make our lives a little easier by uh having jeremy <laughs> our jay bear is our lifesaver he's our sound guy he and i graduated high school together we've been og friends from the beginning he is the sixth member and the sculptor of sound so if if there's anything amiss, he he knows his own like board and his channels and stuff. And so like whenever something happens with one of us on stage, usually Jeremy is able to accommodate um in that in that regard. So like Jeremy knew the setup for all five of us and like made sure that we had what we needed so that it was just a matter of Chris coming in there whenever he could arrive and plugging in. Um but the reason why I think, uh, and I don't know if other people with like other bands with crew, if they always have the same person come out with them, or I imagine that, um, I'll tell you this on the bad wolves and Bush tour, when we were, uh, had a couple of, of our individual dates with bad wolves, it was a, a different sound guy. Jeremy was already mm. on a different job and had to join us at the tour, the first date for the Bush tour. Cause he wasn't anticipating the shows on the way out. And it was a nightmare. It was mm. absolute chaos, different yeah. boards, different guy, didn't know our stuff. And that's, that's also to be said that our bass player, Ed is our tech guru. Like he is the guy that sets up all the tracks and the different other things for the levels and stuff in our inner ear monitors. And so like, we have know-how even just amongst the five of us. And it was still a nightmare to like get the microphone that's wireless to work correctly right like those are all signals so it is it's really intimidating for bands um if you don't have like the know-how and the team that you rely on to like or if you don't have enough time right because there's been other moments where i think it's helpful to us that we are used to being an opening band Hmm. so our level of preparation comes as like an afterthought to like the headliner and whoever's direct support. So like we might get a sound check. Hopefully (laughs) it's like a two song deal, right? That usually gives us enough time. If we can get through 30 seconds of a song though, we're good. Um, Worst case scenario, if it's just a tap on my mic to make sure there's signal because we got no sound check. Like that's also, we know how to run through each of those scenarios. So yeah. it was it was helpful, but I did um, I felt even more proud of our team when later on that night uh, I was talking with the TM and the um, other guitar player in Point North, and uh, they were uh, after us on that stage that same evening, and uh, they had their team was also stuck on Otis Rios, and so um, I think they had like there's only there are three of and like only one person was still on boat. Like most of them had to come back on on the ship, but they had like an hour and a half to you know prepare and yeah. stuff like that. And he straight up looked at me and was like, 
did did I mishear something or did you guys literally not have one of your guys like for sound check? Did he just like walk in and play? Like, how did you do? <laughs> he was like, we had like an hour and a half. We were freaking out. Like, <laughs> just to make sure yeah. the levels for the backing tracks and the this and the that are turned on and like your in-ear monitors work. Cause if not, you can't really like, especially if you're playing in a new way with all of this new technology, because you don't have an actual amplifier sometimes on stage. So if you don't have signal in your in-ears, there's no monitor for you to even hear your guitar. (laughs) It's plugged in direct. You get nothing unless it's coming out through the front of house, the PA speakers. But like that's for the audience. You you can't really hear that when you're standing back here on stage very well. It's not really it's not really discernible um, sometimes. So it it really does. um, I could see how that would have freaked them out. But I felt a lot of pride for my guys. I was like, yeah, you're right. We got that shit together in like five seconds. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. No, and you, yeah. you guys handled it. You guys handled it great. And I kind of felt bad. I kind of felt bad because like you were one of the first artists that I saw when I got on the boat and tried to get a bite to eat. And uh, you're you're doing your schedule at the start of the start of the ship. And and then every other day. Nope. Nope. That's nope. Schedule rendered useless immediately. <laughs> we're moving this and we're nope. moving that. Yep. And there's no, nope. there no was decks. no rehearsal that day either. <laughs> yeah. We were prepared for a 2 p.m. rehearsal for the stowaways and they canceled it because everything kind of went crazy. So it was really interesting. And and, and I could see why a lot of other people, bands um, and and patrons alike, if, if you're not down for an adventure... <laughs> The high seas are not for you, friend. <laughs> <laughs> right. We, we, found out, we found out who a few of those people were. So yeah. <laughs> surprisingly, the younger generation, especially if they got left in Jamaica, they were a little uh, terrified um, and, you know, a little, <laughs> little emotional about it. But uh, yeah, I right. think most people <laughs> were like kind of like us that I had seen. They were like, yeah, it was very inconvenient. And there was a lot of people who went through, they had a day. They were not, there was like not a ton of food and like bathrooms were scarce and like it was not Mm -hmm. stressful for sure. But like we figured it out. There were other boats that we were just waiting on the one ship to leave so we could pull around to to their dock instead. And it it worked out. I mean, we were supposed to have left port at 4 p.m. And I think people got back on the ship at like 8. 30 it became yeah. yeah so and we didn't sink and they fixed the boat so like right yeah <laughs> right. Got home yeah made it to bimini the next day that's right you guys had like i think one of the more unique experiences then because so what you had obviously you were the first set you know post people starting to get back on the boat um which was there wasn't since so many people were not physically on the boat you didn't have that much of a turnout because there wasn't that much of a turnout to be had. Oh yeah. I think there was like a hundred people in that place. No. It, but you, you, so it was definitely this vibe of like, we are making the best of this situation. And then sure. come that, I want to, I would like to get your opinion or your kind of take on all this, but then contrast that to the second set later in the week where you guys had a packed house and it really felt like everybody was, you know, comfortable firing on all cylinders. Like this is what we wanted to do the first time you know, yeah. but, but yeah. couldn't quite do to circumstance. And it was, just, I thought that was really fascinating. Cause you, you also were in a unique position of having two theater sets at that point. Yeah. So it was the same yeah. place, same kind of, you know, general thing, but a completely different vibe and crowd experience. Whole different atmosphere. And I, I you know, unfortunately I think it's really interesting because for me, I was having a personal problem with my voice. Right. So like mm. the seawater for some reason does not like me and it would dry me out. I had nine bottles of water. Prior to each performance, I had slept, I had rested, I had not drank the previous day, I did all the things. I did all, I had tea with honey and lemon and all the things, blah, blah, blah. Didn't matter. Uh, high seas hate me. So uh, next time I'm going to try to bring a, uh, a little personal humidifier thing. But so mm. the first performance, I was feeling good and it kind of stunk because not everybody was able to be there. Right. I, and yeah. as a matter of fact, I thought most people were back on the ship. I didn't know what was happening. So like, I didn't realize that most people were not back. Most people mm-hmm. were still stuck at the time right. that we played. Um, and I noticed that from the stage when I was like, everybody okay. I was like checking in on people <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. and they were like, no, no, we're fine because we stayed here. That's why there's not a lot of people here. Got it. Got right. it. Got it. 
Um, exactly. So, and then, uh, you know, the fast forward to the, the next performance that we had, because everybody gets, um, most people get two on the ship. Um, it was a packed house, but I was also kind of stressing because I knew mm. my voice was kind of feeling it. So it was a, a bit of a juxtaposition, I think, for me. But um, we did have fun and we got through the whole set and um, everything turned out okay. And I thank you for everybody that was, um, shout out to Brian Sarazen for getting all the lives because I, I use that as my TiVo. <laughs> so like listen back to it, like it, it did it really sound as bad in my brain and it it, it didn't sound that bad i was gonna say i so i i have both sets recorded and i was gonna slowly release those i didn't know if you wanted me to re release the second set in oh fan yeah group. yeah i mean go, go for it i mean yeah some of it's you know I, I i'm also like a really big proponent of like putting the things out there that are actually happening like on the internet yeah i think it's good yeah. that people not not especially for a woman in rock music like i just i don't i don't feel uh obligated to put my best foot forward all the time right because yeah. it's, it's not feasible to do that 24 7. so like thank you for asking though but that's that's really that's cool well i mean i have them all and i, I can post them but i don't don't want to post them yeah. if you don't want me to but uh <laughs> no but you you handled the second set great i mean you could tell that you were struggling to get through it but you, for sure you always you always perform great no matter no matter what so thanks fans sorry yeah. Aaron I feel like I cut you off oh no I was just going to kind of second something that was going on in in that part of the conversation which is we've seen you guys a number of times now these guys probably more than me because I actually didn't even see all for the first time until last year but yeah um I would think that set was actually my favorite performance that I've seen of the band I think like I said it was like such a like 180 of the vibe from the from the first one where it was like we're just we're trying to kind of make it through you may have been with your voice but everything else surrounding it like the energy was there the crowd was feeling it um it just I I, I very much enjoyed that so I think you guys pulled it off fantastically and I hope that felt like validating after all the everything that. the yeah. chaos you had to go through for the first one. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I mean, we just we do we love the live show. I know I've said it over and over, but it's true. I, I feel like every time we're in there and people are singing along and there's a lot of like there is a high energy in the in the audience. It's always so helpful. I, I do think, too, that we were uh, a little bit mentally prepared because of the Bush tour when mm. uh, we were playing theaters. And so like theaters aren't aren't new to us anymore. So the seated venues where you can't really move around too much, like I realized that, like even Killswitch and uh, a couple of the other bands that were playing Beartooth on the deck stage were like, oh, we can't, we can't pit. Yeah. <laughs> no safety code regulations. Sorry. <laughs> we cannot. But, uh, so, so it was, but it, I think a lot of people were super loud and I heard a lot of people sing along with me. So it was, it was really fun. Was there any bands in particular that you saw for the first time that kind of blew you away? I mean, I've seen Beartooth before, but their their opening deck performance was just chef's kiss. Um, yeah. I I had only seen Killswitch with um, their original singer the, the one time, and I think he yeah. did an incredible job. And I think, honestly, his voice is carrying better than when I originally had seen them because it was when he mm. like first came back. Um, so I, I, I loved their performances. And, um, you know, yeah. your boys in Fear and Food did a pretty good job. <laughs> I was able to catch a little bit of the set. Um, nice. Just running around that evening, so that was cool. I saw Hi, you and Rob like down front for Kill Switch, like right front center for that. Yeah, one. Point North was also like a super fun band, like live. Yes. They have a very punk feel live. My wife loved them. I remember seeing, uh, uh, I think Rob and Chris were down up close for I Prevail. I want to say, and yeah. Chris, Chris was having the time of his life. His he had to <laughs> smile the entire set. I was, I was like half the time I was watching him instead of the instead of the set because I was like, when's he gonna stop just smiling like a little kid? By him. Nope, he's not. We love it. He's we, not gonna. Okay. Nope, he's not. <laughs> he's on or off, and when it was that he was on that that day. Um, yeah, we got to, we got to meet them and say, you know, hey, hometown homies, and we're we're definitely fans. Yeah. Sing along was was pretty awesome. Yeah, forgot they're from the same place as you guys are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently Blackstone Cherry made a made a good impression. <laughs> oh, amazing. I mean, I think like, uh, well, who was it? I think it was Caleb, actually. Beartooth had said uh, from their from their performance that they were, they were one of the best live sets. <laughs> like, absolutely. And, and yeah. they're coming to District 142 with same song. So we're going to go hang hey. out. Because um, nice. it was really awesome. So uh, we, we loved connecting with them. And so we were getting in Tavis, who is also playing in Adelaide's Way, is touring with Sansonia. So we've got friends on both crews. 
Nice. So it's, awesome. it's going to be great. Yeah. So yeah. we can't wait to party with those guys. And then you would, we're going to be partying soon. Uh, well, partying, screaming and crying and laughing, but also crying <laughs> together for the um, premiere of the My Rockstar is happening. So that'll nice. be dope. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Chris has got one of those voices that I feel sounds better live than, than on recording. Yeah. Mm. So it's very, Black very rare. Black yeah. 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 I want to, can I change topics entirely for just a second to something that I meant to ask you on the boat? but for whatever reason forgot so for people who are unfamiliar uh eva changes up her hairstyle a couple times a year ish um <laughs> and currently what we have going on is, is stark black and, and kind of uh kind of like a choppy bang situation going on and it finally yes. hit me on the boat i was like is this your joan jet phase is that what we're doing right now i don't know i think that <laughs> that might be that might be a good interpretation of what's happening um, I, it's pretty I close. A, yeah, a little bit like punky, a little bit more emo because hers was a, a shag cut that was a little bit more um, like shorter, right? Minus, yeah, minus kind of like super long moment. But um, yeah, I honestly I got tired of my bangs in my face. <laughs> I got them really short, and then Fair. I had uh, Terry do something a little edgy on the sides, and then I was she was like, oh, it's gonna be like a shag haircut. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it also just to go with the color that wasn't going to drain, you know, and bleed and do all that. So I just felt like I, I'd give it a break for a minute and uh, it, do it down. you know me though. I mean, give it a few months. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. You let it breathe while you're, while you're, uh, you know, working in the studio and whatnot before right. you're, before you're on a full big old tour again and then you get, get right. colorful again. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That kind of actually did lead to my other question that I had was, you know, normally you do have like the rainbow bright colored hair, which, you know, for ship rocks, it would kind of stick out a little bit. There's still a lot of people that have all kinds of colored hair on that on that boat. But did you find yourself like getting recognized or, or like, you know, how, how is that experience from a, from an artist's perspective of, of being around people that know who you are everywhere you go? Um, it is cool because we've done ship rock before. I think that I was recognized more on ship this time than I was before. And now we have the, the release that we did, you know, so, um, but it, it was really, it was fun for me. I embrace that. You know, I, I like, I like the energy. I like the, you know, honestly, I'm a sucker for the attention. So that works, yeah. <laughs> but I also dress purposefully pretty, like uh, a little bit like flashy as far as like, you know, I got big, huge, you know, uh, shades with my freaking spikes on and people are like who's that and i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'm but, gonna invite this attention come on do it yeah right like, oh she must be somebody i'm like i don't know i wonder what band i'm from <laughs> <laughs> yeah. from a fan's perspective i i absolutely love it and I, it's it's so funny too because like when you guys when you and rob are walking around uh rob just expects it because you'll, you'll you'll get caught up like i think i saw one time where it was somewhat somewhat side stage and somebody's kid wanted to take a picture with you and rob just kind of stood by and you're you know doing the interacting uh that you normally do and it's it's just really fun to see that that kind of uh that interactions that you do have with your fans oh i love that thank you so much yeah it, it's a um it's been it's been a fun ride like you know we always we just like hanging out with people it's fun for us to do the rock star thing. I think I think meeting people and hanging out with people and, and the you know the excitement of, about being together at the rock show is kind of part of it for all of us, um, which is probably why we love the rock show so much. But um, and it's cool, you know, because you get you know a little bit of of that. There's a reason why people scream the songs with you. You know what I mean? It's because a lot yeah. of you are very like minded, or or in some way are fans of the same music, and mm -hmm. um, you know it's just it adds to the connection. Yeah. Agreed. Brief commercial break to uh, endorse a fellow podcaster friend of ours. Uh, Eva was recently on The Hook with our friend Jay. And you talked a lot about what you were just just on kind of the, I don't know what you call it, the psychology of the rock community and the show. Yeah. There was some great stuff in that conversation. I want to endorse people to go check it out. You you dived into some topics I've been kind of interested in hearing you talk about for quite some time, but we've never really gotten to. Cool. Yeah, so. thank you. Yeah, he was yeah. he was a fun uh, he was a fun guy to chat with, and um, yeah, we did. We kind of leaned into the a little bit more of the um, you know, I guess like you said, the psychology behind it. Yeah, yeah, you you, you touched on kind of the intersection of of faith and community and and psychology and and a number of different things, and that was it was very cool. Yeah, th there's a um, a really uh, unique thing I think that happens at, at rock shows and. 
um, when people all come together like that, and we, you know, I, I think we we talked Hook and I a, a lot about the uh, screaming together instead of screaming mm-hmm. at one another kind of component, right? So yes. it was um, it was a really cool conversation, yeah, because I, I think it highlights some of the like more alluring things about this community. Yeah, Jay does a great job. It's a completely different dynamic from our show because it's a one man show, but uh, but he does he does a great job. Very cool. And I personally think if we could move away from the mosh pit, like we would just be loving each other all over the place. Like <laughs> mosh pit, man, so much, so much stupid crap happens in a mosh pit because people just take things the wrong way, no matter what happens. Like it's, it's always going to go wrong. It's like, it's like, it's like I tell my boys, like if you're, if you're play fighting, one of you is going to get upset and you're going to turn into real fighting. Like that's just how it works. Yeah. That's how a mosh pit works too. Totally. Yeah. A play fight is always a short term thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Little, well, little boys just don't grow you- up. Yeah, well, when you add alcohol to things, yeah, exactly, <laughs> For sure. exactly. No, yeah, too loud music. You can't even actually like talk it out, right? People just like. <laughs> so I feel like that's part of it. No greater example than the Eva set at Machine Shop in October. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there was yeah, a, that was some fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Moshing Clown. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, the clown. We can just just get away from them. We'll be all good. <laughs> I, you know, that's coming from an older person too. Like I, I, I'm done. I'm done mosh pit, and I've been done mosh pitting for like 10, 15 years. So I don't know. I, I like. I still like crowd surfing over the mosh pit. Like the people just like toss me over the. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds dangerous. I don't trust yes. people that much. Besides that, no. I weigh a hell of a lot more than you. So <laughs> they drop my ass pretty quickly. <laughs> Yeah, I've never attempted. Hey guys, lift me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I killed somebody. I feel like I attempted it more when I was when I was in like high school. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair. I I never had the desire to do that because people get quite handsy too. Oh, no kidding! <laughs> yes, I always had to. You know, speaking of the psychology behind things too, like I've never. I don't think as a woman I've gotten over the fact of like. I exist in a lot of spaces where like skirts and dress, it just doesn't seem like a, I'm not comfortable being in that kind of a crowd and being in that kind of like a, uh, even on the stage when you're like up above somebody, like some women don't care, you know, some women rock it. That's good for them. But like, I've always been like, let me get my my cargo pants so that I have somewhere to put my wallet. That's not in like a purse or a bat. You know what I mean? Like, or now I've got my fanny pack, which is basically a utility belt. Right. <laughs> I go to concerts like a carpenter, man. It's like, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah, I was kind of fascinated by that. The the one person on Shiprocked, going back to that, that I did see crowd surf, one front person, was Scene Queen in the aft lounge. And I was I was super intrigued by that because if you're familiar with Scene Queen, her whole shtick is is a, is a female empowerment vibe. And so her going out there and she's then doing the pink skirts and all that kind of stuff. It's her it's her character. Mm-hmm. She goes out there and crowd surfs. I'm like, I almost dare someone to get right. to get froggy right. with scene queen. Because yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah. she will claw your eyes out if you mess with her in this show right now. <laughs> I, I, I was more really worried about her getting I don't electrocuted think anyone in the did. lights because yeah, she's yeah, yeah. so right. close to the light. You will get electrocuted. <laughs> or scraped by the broken she one. Will, yeah. She will unscrew one yeah. of those light bulbs and stab you with it. Like something's going down if you mess with Scene Queen in the middle of the set. I mean, but. I would have just, I would have looked the other way. I'd been like, yeah, I don't see nothing. What'd she do? Yeah, yeah. Man. Oh, man. I don't think anybody did. The people were on good behavior as they should be. Yeah. 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 And that's what I love too about ship rockers. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, they paid great money to be a part of that boat. And I think many people have a respect for the artists that they're all vacationing with. And like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like there's kind of like an understanding in that capacity. And I, I really, I have a lot of uh, respect for people that are, that are on the boat. Cause I, I've never gotten any kind of like super weird vibes or like really create, like nobody's like stalking you or on the boat or like any, any of that, you know, it's right. just like people are doing basic things, normal things, like, hey, let's take a picture, you know, what's your set? I want to make sure I'm there. And, you know, do you guys got merch or whatever? You know, it's just, it's a really, it's a nice time. Well, and that's what was so special uh, seeing you all throughout the week on the boat is we didn't feel like we had to like bogart your time or anything. And just if a fan was coming up and wanted to ask you something, we would back off and then join the conversation later. You know, just 
Yeah, because we were all out and just ha- happy to be on vacation together. So like, yeah, I'll see you around the ship. Or like, oh, you know, pause this conversation. Let's meet up later and we'll chat or, you know, or whatever. And, and people are like eating together. And like a lot of the artists were also just dining in like the regular dining area. And so yep. like, we're all, you know, I thought it was really cool. <laughs> Actually, yeah. that's kind of funny, a funny quick story, because Dan always told us from last year that the rule number one is you leave artists alone while they're eating. And we actually had a situation where, like, we saw you in the cafeteria and you went and, and sat like near us, but not with us. And I kept thinking, should I invite Eva to come hang with us? Like, she's the homie. She's not just a random person. But yeah. at the same time, I was like, I still feel right now that I'm going to abide by by rule number one and just yeah. let the girl <laughs> have her moment. <laughs> And then, like, uh, probably unceremoniously stuffing my face in between whatever else we were doing. I don't know. I was like, consistency is important when it comes to this stuff. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna bye bye. I'm gonna bye bye. And Aaron and I were already done eating, and I, you were just sitting by yourself. And I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go sit. Casey did not abide by it. He was like, screw that. I'm gonna go talk. Hi guys. What's going on? Yeah. But nonetheless, yeah. But to your point, that was that was hilarious. We kept track. We saw Brandon from Crowbot mostly in the dining area constantly. Yes, I was like, I almost time. kept a running count of how many times I saw him. <laughs> I, you can hang out by that soft serve machine and just basically get autograph after autograph after autograph to be on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the auto, unofficial out, autograph yeah. line. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Turns out you can bait a musician with either alcohol or a free ice cream machine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Caleb there and half a bear tooth. Like I'm telling you, man, everybody was going through that line. <laughs> Caleb out here going off his diet to tear up that ice cream. There's no holds yeah. barred on this boat. <laughs> yeah, apparently that and the 3 a.m. Uh, pizza, pizza line were the yeah. most popular lines on the boat. Amen. Yep. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> so it probably goes without saying, but I'm going to assume that if the uh, invitation is extended for you guys to show up in Shiprock 2025, there will be a probably a pretty quick yes. Oh, whenever. I mean, yeah, he's just got to hit us <laughs> up. We'll be like, when? Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. make sure we're, we're penciled in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they know that, too, because we've we've honestly been shamelessly bothering them about it since we got off the first boat. Nice. That's how stuff happens. Yeah. How does that work if like if your band doesn't get asked, but you still want to go? Like, do you guys have a chance to get on the wait list or do you have like priority? Is it? Yeah. So. I think it's mostly like a stowaway situation. Like if they notice that you're one of those people that just really enjoys the boat and people enjoy having you on the boat. So then it it becomes like a stowaway situation. Um, Or, you know, uh, yeah, but we could also just go as like patrons if we, you know what I mean? Like we could um, do something like that probably. But I I think most of those cabins are honestly, they're like, they sell out so fast because they people, you know, so uh, they, they bulk way ahead of time yeah um so i and i love that there's that problem um so i don't know i don't know how they organize it if they keep x amount reserved for like artists and stuff because they they don't have those lineups like sometimes they don't even have the lineup finalized once it's sold out right yeah. yeah well speaking of stowaways um there was there was a couple of awesome moments for eva under fire and for the itch to be honest yeah. because we had we had Rob go up there and perform with uh, Elias. Yep. So that was that was awesome doing some wait and bleed. Yep. Yeah. Nonpoint are now the homies. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's that's ish intersectionality right there. Yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Those are also Michigan guys. Elias yep. lives in Michigan yep. now. Yeah. <laughs> we we heard the story about that actually. I I don't even know. Who, I think it was from Rob. We're maybe, or something. But yeah, it was Ed. It uh, was that, yeah. It was that. We, we ran yeah, to edit the airport right. on their way out. The basis yeah. of Eva on Fire for those who mm-hmm. aren't familiar. Yes. But yeah, Elias was basically uh, just going over how he was not excited about moving to Battle Creek, Michigan, but <laughs> he is there nonetheless. <laughs> right. There. I, yeah. I was just going to say, I don't know what has them to move there. <laughs> but, but people would have probably also say the same thing about Taylor Tucky. So there you go. it is what it is. Yeah. But then, so you went up there and performed Monster Mash. So yeah, how was how was that for you? <laughs> it was super strange, but also very fun. Like we, 
you know, I didn't know what to expect. It was my first time being a stowaway, but it was really fun. And um, they had two separate rehearsals, one for each set. And that's all you get, you know, like you, you learn the song. Um, so I got to I got to ask a, a follow up to that. Whose idea was Monster Mash? There's this is the stowaway <laughs> thing. Like they all they just yeah. like had a list and then like assigned us of the, uh, from the list. OK. So my the reason I asked that question is because we've, you've said here and elsewhere plenty of times you're a PG, PG-13 person. And and that, that stowaway set was it was all the the devil has the good music songs. It was, yeah. you know, Mark of the Beast and Highway to Hell and those things. And the monster mash comes up and I'm like, this is the most wholesome selection <laughs> in this whole thing. And of course, Eva's the person who is part of it. <laughs> it was just the most perfect. <laughs> It was the perfect fit. It's like it's the monster match. It's this goofy novelty song <laughs> in the middle of all of these Iron Maiden and whatnot, you know? Right, right. <laughs> exactly. It was pretty perfect. Yeah. It, I yeah, think it was divine intervention. It was. It was it great. Was. Yeah. And that that's what made it so good that you actually had a second performance with Keith Wallen with Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah, that was fun too. So I noticed in soundcheck that uh, during rehearsal that I what sits very low in my register and I couldn't really hear myself that well. So I just like tried some things and sang it like active up or we didn't yeah. know what we were doing, but I think we figured it out. And yeah. uh, I think, I, you know, I, I had fun jamming with Keith anyhow. So that was fun. I yeah. think everybody understands that the stowaways, even with the rehearsals, like it's largely rock star karaoke. Like you guys are just going up there goofing around. Like, for people who didn't see, I think we posted video. If we didn't, we will by the time this is out. Don't Fear the Reaper evolved into like 15 people with cowbells on the stage is what was going on. <laughs> That's so what it was. It, it, yep. it was nuts. It was yeah. hilarious, though, too. Including Keith. Keith Keith was was going to town on that thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he was angry at that cowbell. <laughs> but <laughs> He did a great job. And uh, it was so funny because I, I on the list it says like Keith and then Eva and then like under like all of the other musicians, question mark, it just question says mark, question mark. all drummers with cowbell. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what it was. It was a, they just they just slowly paraded onto the stage. It was just like, oh, there's a clown car. More people just kept coming up on there with cowbells and it got louder and louder. It was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. Awesome stuff. I have another completely unrelated question that I want to that I've been wanting to bring into one of our conversations for for a while. But since we touched a little bit on some of the other band members, um, we've kind of got a, a running bit that eventually other members of Eva Under Fire will join the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Who knows when or if or how exactly. But it's kind of a <laughs> gag at this point. You've been here yeah. seven times now. Nobody else has yeah. been here any times. So what I'm going to I want to do <laughs> any times. <laughs> I want to I want to ask uh, you to help our listeners out a little bit since they are thus far mostly unfamiliar with the rest of the band. Could you give me a one sentence description of each other person in the band? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Sum them up for yes. me a little bit. Yeah. Yes. All right. We'll start with um, the bass player that you mentioned. His name is Ed. His van name is Admiral Facts. Okay, so he is our tech guy, and he loves to be right. <laughs> and he is facts. coming with the facts hard every time. And he, at this point, he knows it and he loves it, and it's a fun joke amongst all of us. Where he'll be like, "Actually," and we'll be like, "No, it's fine. Like you don't have to." Do like <laughs> but it's my job, he says. You know what I mean? So he's he's fun loving about it. But um, and then there's Chris onesie guy okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He, you know he's ours he, he's ours, he's ours. <laughs> and and most of the time that's a good thing <laughs> he's either on or off and when he's off you will know because pouty pants is a real thing <laughs> and he is we have one princess in this band and it's not me <laughs> it is Okay, so that and he knows that too. <laughs> He'll awesome. call me queen, and I call him princess. So, <laughs> but he just—he's very particular about things. He likes things the way he likes it. Um, Rob, also uh, now now Chris is rhythm guitar. Mm -hmm. Ed is bass. Yeah. Rob is the other guitar. Rob is lead guitar. Okay, 
Rob is the driver. Like, and when I say the driver, he has anxiety. So no one else can ever drive. Like he also <laughs> takes full control of the radio and everyone hates all of his playlists. Like, <laughs> all of them. There's no compromising. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't hate his So he and I are like, we're the ones that sit in the captain's chair. So it's like mom and dad in the captain's chairs and everybody else is in their bench. And, um, and that we just have a time. So, and but he is the best driver like ever. And he is the only one that can m- maneuver, finagle the trailer. Is. He has gotten us out of like a. So, the one time Rob was a little too schmasty faced to drive, but we were parked in a precarious situation and could not get the trailer in the van out of where we parked. So, we were like, okay, you have to at least get us out of here. <laughs> just maneuver it so we're we're in the parking lot and someone else can take over that's not been drinking too much and like like a champ like he had not had a drop of whiskey at all just swerved all around <laughs> no problem we were like it's like a superpower yeah yeah <laughs> so that's those are the guitar players okay yeah. and then we've got dave and Dave is the drummer, drummer guy, Dave. We love Dave. Dave is really in, and when I say really, really into NASCAR. And we all tease <laughs> him about it. <laughs> all right. He wore a a jacket that was like race car branded jacket on tour. Yes. Nice. Okay. And, and listen, no, he gets, he got catcalled by the headliners TM from like across. <laughs> oh, man. He's, he's loud in the best of ways. Like the rest of us are loud. So we all have sparkle guitars. He goes up there in like a mesh top and just smashes the drums, man. Um, Dave, his last name is Miller. He is a part of the Millers. So we have the libraries and we have the Millers. The other Miller is Jay Bear, our sound guy. Oh, <laughs> they're also the two like recently hired, right? So they yeah. and they like, you know, they smoke a little together, they drink a little together. They're the roommates. They like both like the TV on late at night when we're on the tour. So it's just they're cute. Um, but every yeah. time they like, you know, josh each other around or whatever, and like just you know, you have to get there at each other's throats. We're like, oh, look, it's Miller's. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and then, awesome. uh, yeah. So there's Jeremy, there's Dave, there's yeah. That's 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 the guys. And then there's then there's me, and I'm my own brand of weird. So yeah. welcome to the crew. Yeah. yeah, and we've got many hours of conversation where people want to understand who you are. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeremy. Now Jeremy has a counterpart van name. So Ed oh. is Admiral Fax. Jeremy is Captain Coupon. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. He is the one where we're like at every truck stop. He asks me if I have the McDonald's app. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you for that. That's something that's that was that was as fun as I wanted it to be. <laughs> it's like we need yes. to ask her something like this. that's off the wall. Put this woman on the spot. They all play their instruments super amazingly. But like I, I gave you guys what I thought you wanted to know. This yeah. Is yeah. Like- <laughs> no, you did. <laughs> well, and I made it a point to uh seek out dave and ed because they were the two that i hadn't spoken to uh the least out of the, out of the group and actually we kind of glossed over this uh there was a chance that you guys weren't even going to be able to play due to uh, uh accident yeah yeah so dave drummer dave um man oh man he he was helping a friend like in a not so great area, like he did a paint job or something for this, this friend of his. And he was coming back from that job. I don't know. It wasn't crazy late at night. I don't think, but someone blew a stoplight and like tape on, like he rolled his truck. Yeah. And he was, he was absolutely. Um, so, I mean, a rollover accident literally two days before ship rocked. Right. Um, so we, we were like, look, dude, we're here for you. Whatever you need, you know, let us know. Um, his first response was nothing's broken. I think I'm okay. And his next one was we're not missing shipwreck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Amazing. Like, Amazing that he okay. was unscathed. Yes. 
Yeah, I, I made a point after your first set uh, that Jeremy and, and Dave were having dinner in the mess hall and I made a point to to go up to him and we sat down next to the, uh, the table next to him and, and after after they were done, uh, we chatted with Dave and and just, you know, thanked him for for coming on the ship still and thankful that he's still here. And we had a, a nice a nice little heart to heart conversation. So. Yeah, divine intervention yet again, man. It's it was really a wild time, but um, you know, I I just think like you guys had said, you guys have been together for so long now through through it all, and um, I think once you just once you've been in it for so long, you just find ways, you know, like this is your crew, this is your team, you guys overcome. Like there's, you know, I mean, we've <laughs> we're like our own little dysfunctional family, and we kind of love it like that. So yeah. Using that to segue into really the the one final main thing I wanted to make sure that we touched on a little bit. Dave is also the 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 newest member of the band. Yes. And I know you guys have been out in California doing some some writing, recording, getting some stuff prepped up for for what's to come. Um, so I'm guessing this is the first time he's been part of that process, really. Yes. Yeah. And. Based on the conversations that we got to have with him uh, on the boat, I'm excited for him to be part of of this process for you guys. I'll, I'll leave it at that, but I'm excited for it. Yes, man, uh, me too. So there's there's so much that's like strange about the recording and the writing process, but like one of the things that we really have a great advantage about is because all of us still are in the same like area, so we get to jam and like write when we're here at in the jams in our own rehearsal space. Mm -hmm. um, and I think many bands probably don't get a chance to uh, get together quite like that, you know, so I think that'll really show in the writing this time where um, everybody is is uh, excited about it. So now we just got to find, you know, now that we're like in between ship rock and writing, like now we got to figure out like, OK, when, when can we throw a couple jams together so that we can start um, working on something? So that's that's in the works. But, yeah, no, he's really excited. He's a very creative guy. And um, he's also a multi-instrumentalist guy. So and he hears um, some cool stuff with the melody. And, um, so we're excited to have him be part of that process. Yeah. When we were having that conversation with him, he was going on and on about how excited he was to be a, a part of the process and not just play somebody else's part that he has to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it was it's, it's been a fun experience because I think most of the time I, from what I gather in talking with him that a lot of it's been um, his projects before was like, you know, when we were young people and we were all jamming with friends in high school and stuff like that, that was the last time he was a part of like a creative project that was like, let's write together, you know? And uh, so a lot of the other stuff professionally has been as a hired gun or has been, um, you know, for session work and stuff like that, which typically that stuff's all written and prepared in advance right. um, for whoever's performing it. And so um, while he loves playing the drums, I think that he is excited to be a part of the, like the creation of the next era. Yeah. Yeah. We look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that you guys got a chance to talk with the Millers. It's cute. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, actually I got a, I got a quick funny story for you. Um, uh, Jeremy thought that we were from Michigan uh, because that's when we've seen him the most. And <laughs> being in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you guys are from Michigan, right? We're like, no, St. Louis. No. <laughs> and actually, so I'm watching Tiger Cub set in the aft lounge. And I, I kid you not, this guy, I turn around and this guy's like, hey, are you from Michigan? <laughs> I'm like, uh, No. He's like, I know I've seen you at like the intersection or this venue or this venue. Like, nope, I was at up upheaval though. He's like, upheaval. I saw you at upheaval. So I I can't uh, escape uh, <laughs> being recognized. So, uh, being recognized. Uh, you're sort of from Michigan now. Yes, sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort welcome, of. welcome to Detroit Rock City. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> Hello, random guy. I saw at a festival uh, seven months ago. You know. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> We're honorary Michiganders, hopefully. Yes. Beautiful. Love it. Yes. I know Dan's got something, and I feel like I feel like it's his it's his time. He's been he's been holding yeah. on patiently. Well, you were talking about new music, you know, and I know you, you're in the process of recording new music with Eva Under Fire, but I also understand you guys just posted to your Instagram that you guys have uh, or at least you have a new song coming out with Hyro the Hero and Lyle. Uh, yes! on March 29th, a song called Lighthouse. So kind of yeah. curious if you can talk about that a little bit. 
Yeah. So um, it was really funny the way that it all worked out. I found Lyle on TikTok and she kills it. I love her voice. She was such a, uh, like a fun presence to watch her lives because she does like a live performance where she plays keys and sings like karaoke versions and stuff. And I was so impressed with her voice. I remember walking into the living room and telling Rob, like, check this girl out. She can sing. Um, so uh, I commented in the live. And she hit me back right away and she was like, no way, Eve on the fire's in the chat. <laughs> like, yes. yeah, you know my songs. <laughs> you know our songs. So and then we got to talking and um, she was like, you know what, I, I would love to have you on one of my tracks. She was like, actually, the, the music I released and my original stuff more rock related. I was like, no way. She was like, yeah, I've got Hyro, the hero on one of the tracks. And she was like, I think that you'd be a great ad also. I was like, uh, yes, also Hyro <laughs> is the yes. homie because yes, he's he on is. the same label and yeah. so um we had never gotten a chance to like work together work together but um i just i know his name from several different spaces and i just um if we ever got to play the show together i would just run up and give him a big old hug mm-hmm. um so we we get both hopped on this track but i wasn't sure how it was going to work out because we were writing so i said well i'm gonna be in la from this time to this time and i'll see whether or not i can find a producer that can like Cut me a vocal track, right? To to put on, and she was like, "No way, my producer is in LA." I was like, "The producer that you worked with on the track?" She was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh," I was like, "Well, maybe he can just uh, maybe I can swing by after one of our sessions while we're out there if he's local and has the time." But come to find out, he did have the time. We got to chatting, and he was literally located eight minutes from our Airbnb. Nice. Whoa. It worked out beautifully. And um, I loved it. I loved it so much. And and the track is banging. Like it's, it's such a, it's got like punky, like gritty um, type sound. And I, I really, I enjoyed working with her on it. So awesome. sweet. Yeah, yeah, available for pre-save. Available for pre-save. Yes. <laughs> so yes. run up the numbers. Let's get it. <laughs> right. And it was really fun for me to be able to like surprise people too, right? Because they know that you yeah. know, the fire is doing anything right now with writing and stuff like that. But like, you know, haha. Right. Song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my exact exact reaction. It's like, hey, this is a cool little uh tide you over kind of from from your perspective. And then Yes. Yes, absolutely. And then naturally it's it's a great triple header of a collaboration so that's exciting yeah. for its own reasons but yeah yeah no kidding i actually it was really fun um lyle hit me up and she she gave me like the first iteration of the the artwork for it and she was like but i was thinking about doing something a little bit more like edited what do you think and i was like i love it i was like but she said Would, i think we should use pictures and mm-hmm. i was like of us and she's yeah and i was like what if it was like she was like, but I don't want to take a picture right now. I think she said because that she was sick or something at that time. I was like, what if we took pictures and it was heavily edited like on purpose? Like we show up as ourselves, but this is what the internet is doing. And we're kind of raging against this whole like highly edited culture. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's it. And she was like, I love it. <laughs> so um, I feel like I contributed the new artwork, which is the um, red, white and black version of her and Hyro and I screaming to the skies together. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. yeah it was really fun. <laughs> We're ready for it. Well, the, the last bit of uh, stuff we sh- should talk about before we wrap up is uh, the, my rock star premiere is right around the corner. It is. Yay. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Yes, it is. Um, so on March 1st, we'll be hanging out at Crowfoot in Pontiac. I was so excited that Stephanie found that venue um, to host us. Uh, we go way back at the Crowfoot um, and they were really excited to um, have an event like this. And they're also very uh, invested in the community with all of the um, recovery efforts and substance abuse uh, awareness sorts of um, events. Uh, many of which I think they posted there before. So um, it will be, it will be a nice little mashup of um, like, we're going to do a couple of acoustic songs, Rob and I, and we're going to um, talk about the making of the film and um, obviously premiere the film. I think the premiere will happen first and then we'll kind of segue into some of the other stuff later in the evening. Um, I believe you and I have a dinner together friends. So you yep, um, hit yep. me up when you know when you will be in town yep. and we will coordinate the time. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really cool. Um, I, I believe it will be uh, lots of laughter, lots of tears. Um, my whole family is coming. Uh, so there's, there's just going to be a, a 
I know that I will have a big support group for this, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's an important cause to talk about important things, uh, mainly mental health and, and music and substance abuse recovery. Yes. I'm looking forward to being a part of it and uh, honored to do so. And uh, we, we still got to schedule uh, you and Stephanie on later down the road to talk about that as well. Yep. Yeah. We've got a week put aside specifically to dive deeper into the film and the topics uh, surrounding it um, whenever it's a little more widely available. Yeah. yeah beautiful. We'll be ready. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. She has, um, I think, submitted to a few uh, film fests as well. So yes. We're, yes. We're excited. Yay. So we'll talk more about that down the road and uh, yeah. look forward to all of that. And uh, man, it's just, it's, we just keep leveling up together and it's, it's a beautiful thing. Totally guys. Yeah. No, thanks for having me again. And always fun to talk with you guys and just catch up. I feel like some of it's just goofing around, but also now we have so many shared experiences, like, yes. right. <laughs> like a conversation amongst friends. So I, I, I love it so much. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I was like, at some point in the past, like six months, because we went to Michigan like three times last year. And I think I this is like I think I've seen you in person like four times in like six or seven months. And then also yep. a few of these conversations. I'm yep. like, OK, we we went from like, you know, artist and interviewer, you know, media or whatever to like pals. Now we're vacation buddies like this is really just like a whole trajectory going on. Yeah, now it's besties. And I feel adopted on the edge, so we're just yeah. keep hanging oh, out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if the music thing doesn't work out and you want to give your time to something that pays even less. <laughs> I love it. Hit us up. You're in. I love it. You're honorary Michiganders, and I'm an honorary itch podcaster. Itchigander. Yeah. Itchigander. Itchigander. Yeah, there you go. The only one that gets that title because it's a weird word. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> No, we always we always call you the fourth member, and it's uh, it's appropriate. Beautiful. So. Well, thank you guys again, and um, much love again, and uh, I'm sure we'll be in contact very soon. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Itch Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. I am Aaron. And I'm Eva. See you guys real soon. <laughs> yeah. Until next time. Till we meet again. Probably next week. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. Until next time. Yeah, next Until next time. Yeah. Until <laughs> next time. Yeah. Until, <laughs> until two months from now. No. Maybe we should just say see you later. And yeah. Like, <laughs> Hasta la vista. <laughs> Hopefully no more hitting peers. <laughs> until next time. Watch out for that peer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No idea what we're going to use for that. Yeah, 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 we've yeah. got, we've got stuff good. now. We'll, we'll I, love the, I love that. <laughs> What did you say? See you later. Watch out for that beer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I told my family that the that that Mother Nature threw our boat at Jamaica. That's how yes, I put it to yes. my mom. <laughs> I actually I actually sent your mom a uh, a Facebook message letting her know that you were safe. <laughs> yeah. No. Thank you for that because she was she was freaking out. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, she talked to Julie also. It's like yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> it was it was really funny because like aaron was like well i'm not gonna tell my mom I'm like dude it's national news you need to tell your mom like she's yeah. gonna know my mom doesn't gonna be freaking out dan's, it's fine dan's <laughs> she mom wouldn't have known dan's mom was i did tell I her i did yeah. tell her and she was surprisingly yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> on those little ship rocked magnets you should have been like we hit the pier don't tell my mom <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't tell mom, <laughs> don't tell mom. <laughs> yeah perfect perfect good times <laughs>